Hello and welcome back to Nerdy Thoughts, episode three, a podcast where our guest gets to choose a topic they nerd out for us to discuss. I'm Mimi. And I'm Ted. How's it going? Thanks for coming to episode three and tuning in with us. We've got a very uh, powerful episode for you today. Uh, it's a very high power level we got coming at you today. Uh, Mimi, how you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, trying to think of what's new since the last time we spoke. Um, ooh, I opened a store for some merchandise. Um, I've got two um, logos that you can purchase now. One of my actual logo and one that I made up that says, oh, shoot, because I say that very often when I play video games. <laughs> Are these so, like on uh, t-shirts? They are. They're on t-shirts. They're on water bottles, um, bandanas, bags, pretty much body anything. pillows. Not body pillows. Ooh, that would be a good one. Untap market. I think Untap I can, I think I can get them on pillows though. So that I might have to add that to the list. I actually I had a request from um from one of my viewers. Uh, his son wants wants one, so I had to add some um, adolescent sized clothing to the store but yeah that's i mean other than that there hasn't been too many exciting things happening in my life uh i did start watching the newest season of stranger things so i binge watched about four episodes of that um it's very good okay okay all right (laughs) that's all i'll say about it i don't want to give spoilers away um i've been trying to avoid them myself it's been a couple days since it it came out so but yeah, other than that, uh, thrifting, uh, creating the, well, I had the one logo done, a friend of mine made it for me, and then I created the Oh Shoot one myself. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Nothing too exciting on my end. How about nice. you? Oh, you know, uh, pretty much the same. It's, it's just getting into the end of spring, beginning of summertime. So lots of yard work to be done, lots of housework to be done. So just kind of cleaning up around the house, tooting around, uh, Getting projects done here and there, working more in the shop and doing some fun stuff down there, but not not a whole lot going on right now. Just uh, just hunkering down and getting ready for another beautiful summer. Yeah, well, you you also had quite the power outage, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the other oh weekend, yeah, right? oh thanks for reminding me. <laughs> you know that that was great. Yeah, we had um, we had two tornadoes touch down in my town. What? Yeah, and and I, I we it's been a long time since a tornado touched down. And somehow, also, we got hit by this giant storm that went in, in basically a straight line from Michigan all the way up to Quebec. And it tore down our street because um, we had a lot of old trees, you know what I mean? And, and, and branches coming down over the street, of course, pulls down the power lines. And we were without power for uh, about, I think, 35 hours. Um <gasps> And then we got power again for uh, about 12 hours, and then it went out again for another good five or six hours. Oh, just a taste. They gave you just a taste of what you were missing to yank it back again. Yeah, yeah. They gave us a chance to charge our phones, which was very kind of them. <laughs> but no, I mean, the city workers did an amazing job getting us back live again, getting our power back. And it was only one night. Like, I hate sleeping without my fan. If I had <laughs> First world problems, but seriously, I can't sleep without my fan. And uh, that was a tough, tough night. I'll tell you, I had to sleep in a different room. Mm, I'm the same. I need my fan. It can be the dead of winter and my window is open and my fan is on. I need it. 
Uh, like yeah, people. exactly. Yeah, and, and like half a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that'll be enough warmth. Although sometimes, sometimes, I'll be honest, I like a really cold room because I love the weight of the comforter. Like yes. you have to compensate. If you're really feeling like you need the cozy factor of a comforter, you got to crank down the temperature a bit to compensate. Do you have a weighted blanket? Because let me I tell you. I have a weighted blanket. Mine is the best thing I've ever purchased. I bought one just for my couch, and then I bought one for my bed as well. And it's my favorite thing in the world. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love it a, a ton. I don't get it. I don't use it much to sleep because it's very warm and I'm like, you know, hot sleeper. So <laughs> but when I just need to like snooze for like 20, 30 minutes and I just need to chill out, put the you just crawl under that. It's like being under a pile of sand. I feel like uh, like a crab. I've just gone home for the night. <laughs> I've never heard it explained like that, but it's, I, I love that so much. Well, that's because it's, you've never had it explained properly, but that's the way it is. Fair. Very fair. <laughs> <laughs> so who are we, uh, we going to get to talk to today? Yeah, so we're actually throwing um, a little bit of a curveball at our audience, because I believe um, at the end of our last episode, we told them that we would be having Nintendolicious on, who is Roger Sage's uh, Game & Talk partner but she wasn't able to make it a lot of things happened your power went out last weekend she wasn't able to record this weekend so the wonderful mutual friend of ours the great collector also known as david is here to talk to us he stepped in um and contrary to what you might believe he is not here to talk about collecting david what are you here to talk about hello How's it going, everybody? My it's name is David, good. also known as the Great Collector. Uh, yeah, I'm here to talk about Dragon Ball Z. I love Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball GT. You name it. If it has balls and dragons, I'm into it. <laughs> so, my first question mm. is: If you had to sell Dragon Ball Z to someone who has never watched it, doesn't really know anything about it, what would be your like one minute? elevator pitch to try and tell them as much as you could without giving too much away but get them really eager to start watching it great question oh, <laughs> all right i haven't prepared in the slightest but let me just jump right into it all right first i'm going to paint a picture so we as human beings we have a certain limit that generally yes we can go beyond but there's usually a ceiling that we hit, whether it's a physical, a mental or whatever it is, there's usually some sort of ceiling that gets in the way, be it time or energy or whatever it is. Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball, there's pretty much no limits on anything and you can be anything that you want and you just have to keep on training and doing it over again and over again and over again and you'll always get exponentially more powerful, like the Pareto distribution where it's just off the chart and you can't even track it because it's just going absolutely bananas. But not only that, you're in a world where if you collect these seven magical balls, there's seven of them, they're hidden all around the world. You can grab these balls and you can put them all together and call for Shenron, which is a giant dragon, and you can ask him to grant you one wish. So not only is your power pretty much infinite, but you have a dragon that can grant your any uh, wishes. So, come on. So what is this? Is this some sort of workout regimen? Is this a VR world? What is what is Dragon Ball? Well, I mean, it's we're exceeding human limits. But uh, how do we? How do we? What what is it? 
what is it? What is Dragon Ball or what are the yeah. Dragon Balls? I mean, well, both. Uh, what do you think is, is more pertinent to talk about first? What do we need to know? What do we need to know about Dragon Ball? Is it is it a video game? Is it a okay. show? Okay. Is it a All movie? Right. All right. Is it so a it book? Is, so it is. I'm sorry to cut you off. But <laughs> it is a. it was originally a manga series by Akira Toriyama. He created a manga called Dragon Ball, which was the original. It was based on a young boy who crashes on Earth in a spaceship. And he has no memory of why he was in a spaceship or how he got there or what's going on or anything about his previous uh, life. He just knows that, hey, I'm on this uh, planet. What's going on? And he's found by this grandpa who lives alone in the woods, Grandpa Gohan. And uh, he finds this young boy, um, picks him up and tries to teach him about what Earth is all about. And this boy has, again, no memory about anything. He doesn't pretty much know anything except working out and eating a lot of food. So <laughs> Gohan is a martial arts master and he decides to take this boy under his wing and teach him all about, um, you know, life on, on earth and how to survive, how to make friends, uh, when to use your power and when not to use it. And along his journey, uh, Goku is the, the uh, is the boy who originally uh, crash landed there. Along his uh, journey, he meets lots of friends. There's villains that jump in the way and are always trying to s- squash his plans. Let's say, and along his journey, he meets this girl named Bulma who is obsessed with catching these Dragon Balls. And and uh, Goku's like, well, what the heck is what the heck's a Dragon Ball? She explains, well, if you collect all seven of them you can wish for anything you want and he's like anything and she's like anything and then she creates this radar to track down all of these dragon balls the first known at that time a radar to track where they are so the show is more or less about them trying to track those dragon balls down and goku wants to learn more about where he came from which doesn't happen a whole lot in the first show which is Dragon Ball or the first or the first, uh, you know, manga. But we're coming back. Dragon Ball Z is part two. Let's call it. <laughs> it is the Shippuden of Naruto, but for Dragon Ball. So Dragon Ball Z is the story when Goku's a bit older and all his friends are a bit older. And it goes back more into the origin of who Goku is. And he finds out that he's not a human at all, even though he looks like one. He's actually a uh, Saiyan, so he's from a foreign uh, planet, and uh, the Saiyans were originally pretty much a mercenary uh, race where other warlords would pay them to pretty much take over uh, planets because the uh, Saiyans were very powerful but not very intelligent. So smarter, I guess, warlords would kind of take advantage of that and would say, oh, hey, we'll promise you X, Y, Z if you just blow this planet up and they say well great we don't even know what that is so let's do it because we know how to blow a bunch of stuff up so anyway so dragon ball z is when they go into the origin of him and stuff like that very exciting stuff i was i was sucked in i was i thought maybe we we would just let you take us through the whole series (laughs) and then we wouldn't have to watch it or anything i was thinking about it to be honest you had me there for a second (laughs) so how did you get into it 
Well, there was this channel. I'm from Toronto, Canada. There was this channel on YTV, which is channel 25. And at 8.30 every Thursday, Dragon Ball Z was on. And 8.30, I, so my parents, they would, they would always say, okay, no TV after nine, no TV after nine at all. And I was like, okay, you know, like that's fair. Worked out perfect. Cause Dragon Ball Z, it started at 8.30 and was 30 minutes long. So Thursday, that was the thing to do. My brother and I would jump in front and just watch the telly. But like, how, like, so did you, sorry, did you stumble across it? Like, were you just like flipping through channels one day? Had you known about the manga beforehand? Um, like, how did you, like, how did you, I understand that it was on YTV, very amazing channel when you were a child here in Canada. Um, but how did you find out about it? I guess is my, is what I well, would like to know. Back then was like pre-internet days or pre when I was allowed to use the internet, I guess. And uh, yeah, it was more or less just flicking around and looking for something to watch before I had to go to bed. And, you know, who doesn't like uh, fighting and explosions and yelling for 30 minutes. So when you're like eight or nine, it's like kind of the thing to do. So it was actually, I think my brother that told me about it and then we started to watch it all together. And then we watched it every, every Thursday from uh, then on for like, I don't know, many years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. When I was eight or nine, I was definitely more into the, uh, fairies and princesses so i don't i don't know if uh explosions and yelling would have caught my eye uh but i do i do understand (laughs) the appeal now (laughs) yeah was that the only way you watched was it that's the only way you engaged with dragon ball like it was just once for half an hour every thursday or did you uh did you have like video games action figures because i know they have a huge empire of branded content Great question. Yeah. So it, I guess, started off with just the show at 830 at night. Right. But uh, then I found out about a crazy thing called Blockbuster. And it was like, oh, geez, I can just go here and rent stuff. So it became pretty exciting. And it wasn't really that, I guess, popular at that uh, time. It took about three years after the fact, like when I started uh, watching it to actually stumble across it in the wild, be it like the, the, you know, uh, trading cards, the VHSs, toys and things like that. Like it took a while to kind of come to North America, but once it uh, did, it kind of exploded onto the uh, scene and just became this massive uh, thing. So, yeah. So I would say that (laughs) the first time I saw it at a blockbuster, I was like, Oh my God, this stuff is real. I thought it was just a thing for dumb kids like me to watch, but I realized that it was more popular than I thought. And then I found toys, which I played with for a, a very long time alone when I was a child. <laughs> and yeah, Did you only enjoy Dragon Ball alone when with your brother, or did you have friends that, that, that were into it too? Um, originally it was just my brother and I, and then I kind of told my friends about it and they got into it as well. And then we would all kind of talk about it every Friday at recess. Oh my God, did you see it last night? Goku, you know, just going, just going bananas about it a little bit. But, um, but yeah, so then that kind of became a, uh, big thing. And then I guess the first Dragon Ball video game I played was, Budokai, which I believe I had it for PlayStation 2 or GameCube. I can't remember exactly. 
but uh that was the first one that i ever actually uh, played and that was like the apex of life for me because that was just so much uh, fun i could play as my favorite uh, characters at the time i wasn't introduced to my current favorite uh, character i just knew all the all the originals but dragon ball is just such a big franchise i mean they started with dragon ball and then off to z and then they created uh 13 of the movies and then there was gt and there was uh ovas as well after that it just it just got so big and every like i guess uh step along the way was just getting better and better at least on my side of things like with the movies as well they started to incorporate like rock music into it and at the time i was really into rock music and i was kind of falling out of like anime and things like that and i was like oh dragon ball z a movie like i should watch that i put it on and i was like it's disturbed a disturbed song is in this movie and i love disturbed it's a rock band or a metal band as you might know but um so i was like oh my god this is just coming all together and then i watched all the movies and i was right back into it and i haven't stopped since um so I I know a little bit about Dragon Ball. Ted, do you do you know much about it, or is this like a new topic for you? Um, I watched the first little bit of the Dragon Ball anime. Um, I too tuned in on Thursday and Friday nights <laughs> to YTV when Bionics was on. Um, and Inuyasha was more my game. I watched Inuyasha and Naruto. I kind of gave Dragon Ball uh, a skip because uh, I was a bit of a like, I was a good Christian kid and they were yelling too much. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, that was it. Um, But I remember, I remember um, because my parents didn't like really get anime. um, And uh, so I watched it kind of secretly and uh yeah dragon ball z was one of the ones i remember watching the boo arc because uh that like boo was boo transfixed me that was that was a sweet character one of the coolest uh bad guys that i remember from like childhood cartoons what version was your uh, favorite of a boo because i think he had five or six uh yeah characters. uh uh i think it's a baby boo the one in the, the really boo. big one the uh, big one. Oh, that oh. would be original Majin Buu. Buu. Just, Majin Buu. Like okay. Majin Buu, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's sweet. I liked, uh, I found him creepy. I found him really <laughs> creepy. Um, but Kid Buu is insane. Kid Buu is, he's he's like, uh, more than you would expect Buu to be able to do. You know what I mean? Like when you first meet Buu, he's this giant blob of a character that's mostly like, super powerful but you don't think he's gonna be this tiny little tongue uh sorry like trunks looking dude with a little pink ponytail (laughs) i don't think i know i don't think i know boo i so i i only recently tried getting into dragon ball um i started with dragon ball z though um i've i watched a few episodes and I like it. Um, it. It's very much like for me, it's like a soap opera. Um, like um, like the same thing is happening in five episodes. Like it's the same fight for five episodes. So it's very entertaining. Um, but I had to take a break from it because <laughs> the plot didn't seem to be going anywhere for me. Um, 
My favorite, though, is Piccolo. I love Piccolo. And I would like to go back and watch Dragon Ball because I know that his story arc is very big because he's not a good guy at the beginning, as he turns out to kind of become, um, or so I'm told. Um, but, But David, you said that when you were watching it as a kid... Um, you hadn't been introduced to your favorite character yet. So who is your favorite character in the franchise? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Truly, I am. <laughs> so my favorite character, I got a figure of him right here, is Broly, a legendary Super Saiyan. Um, for our listeners, you cannot see this, but we will post a picture of this figure. <laughs> Hard to see with the lighting. But yeah, so... He was introduced in movie eight, which technically a lot of the movies are not actually by the original creator. So technically at that time, he wasn't uh, what sort of looking for canon. So he wasn't technically by the creator of it, but I didn't care about that. He jumped into my heart and like I always have kind of a soft place for. The evil guys. I like the uh, villains in pretty much everything I watch. I think should we they're... be concerned? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. They're like they're just a more interesting, right? Like, oh, like a good guy. He's like I don't know. You know what he's gonna do and say, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, oh, he's gonna help his friends, like this and that. But with an evil guy, it's like he's gonna blow you up, and then he's gonna be your friend, and then he's gonna trick you, he's gonna backstab you, and then he's gonna blow you up again. That's what I'm more into. But anyways. <laughs> uh broly so yeah big fan of him he was in movie eight and a lot of people have mixed uh feelings about that because the plot in it was kind of weird um spoiler alert and toss that out there uh pretty much broly is angry because he was born on the same uh day as uh kakarot also known as Goku and uh, when they were uh, babies they were put right beside each other and Goku was crying so loud that it pissed off uh, Broly here and um, that's his only real memory because Broly was born with the power level of uh, 10,000 which at the time was the most uh, powerful of all the uh, Saiyans so he was stronger than their most elite uh, warrior and that kind of uh, worried the Saiyan uh, king who is uh King Vegeta, I'm sorry. And uh, King Vegeta said, you know what? This baby was born with the power level of 10,000 and we can't have that. So he ordered people in the middle of a night to take the newborn uh, baby, uh, Broly, and stab him and pretty much throw him into the dumpster. Because he said, you know what? We can't have that. It's going to be way too strong and we don't want any of that. So tossed him out with his uh, father as well. Uh, Paragus and the two of them were pretty much in the uh, garbage about to be tossed into outer uh, into outer uh, space there but ironically enough on that exact same uh, day uh, Frieza was going to blow up the Saiyan uh, planet and because of Frieza was kind of worried as well about the uh, Saiyans because Frieza would hire them to pretty much blow up other uh, planets and it got to the point where Frieza said, you know what, they're getting way too uh, powerful. He was right because they just had a a, a young a baby with the power level of 10,000, 10,000, only an infant. Anyways, toss them out. <laughs> and on that same day, Frieza comes, blows up the whole uh, planet, 
And Broly, he survived being uh, stabbed and tossed into the uh, garbage, and he harnessed his inner uh, his inner uh, power, and he saved himself and his uh, father from the planet being uh, blown up. And from that uh, day, Broly and his uh, father had a grudge against Vegeta, King Vegeta, and pretty much all the Saiyans, and said, you know what, they didn't uh, want us, we're going to uh, get them all. And almost all the Saiyans were blown up in the planet or on the planet when Frieza, you know, uh, blew it up. And um, a couple of them, obviously, they did survive, like Goku and Vegeta and a few others as well. And uh, pretty much Broly at that point was taken control by his uh, father because Broly had pretty much infinite uh, power. And his father said, you know what, I have to control him. And he created a head device to kind of control his uh, power and things like that and pretty much used him just as a tool to seek revenge and i just thought it was so cool because broly he really didn't have a chance and i feel like if he did have a chance instead of being tossed out he could have been a very good guy and he could have been the most powerful uh say in a warrior for the good side but because people said you know what he's way too uh, strong tossed him out he ended up being used for terrible things and i always kind of liked that idea how that one moment changed the fate of everything in a completely different direction and i just thought that that was so cool uh, and i mean i i feel like that is how it goes a lot of the time for most villains is like there's that monumental point in their life where they're wronged or you know treated unfairly which kind of sets them on that path of revenge and they never do seem to uh go about it the right way do they <laughs> i do love a good villain i mean i got i got pennywise behind me and i really do believe thanos had a good idea it just wasn't executed in the right way so i understand the uh the the appeal of having a favorite character that might be um, the antagonist in the story. A well-written uh, bad guy is something that's probably even better than a well-written good guy for just what David was saying earlier. You know what the good guy's going to do, but a well-written bad guy, you got no idea and you never expect it. And even if you expect it, they can do it in a way that hurts you still. And uh, it, it, there's more of an emotional draw to a, like a well-written bad guy. Are all the characters in the Dragon Ball universe kind of that deep? Uh, not all of them, that's for sure. It's just like but, a Broly thing? No, no, it's not just a Broly thing, but I would say they're pretty well-rounded, uh, I would say. But what I like about the Broly side of things is that they introduced him in the, four, in the uh, eighth movie there. And then they typically would just bring a movie, a villain in. He would be in for for a one and then they would just move on, except for one other who is my who's my second favorite. But we won't talk about him yet. But <laughs> Broly, they brought him back in the what was it 10th movie and then they brought him back again in the 11th. So. I'm glad I wasn't the only one who really uh, liked him because I watched that and I thought this is the greatest thing I've ever uh, seen in my whole life. And I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that because they kept bringing him back. They're like, oh, this is bringing all the people in. Let's, let's do it again. 
I love finding out things like that. Um, I remember finding out in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, there was a character named Spike and he was supposed to be in it for, I think like one or two episodes. Um, but in those one or two episodes, he made such an impression, an impression on the audience that he ended up becoming, I think like a series regular. Um, now I know it's a little different when it's like an animated <laughs> show, <laughs> but same kind of idea where that character obviously spoke to a lot of people enough that they decided to keep bringing, bringing him back for more. Now, you now mentioned is he your... only in the movies? Yes. Just in the movie. So actually segue. So they, <laughs> the, uh, Z movies, uh, there were three Broly movies, eight, 10 and 11. And they recently just brought them back. Jeez, I think it was like two, three years ago, maybe four, might be off a little bit, but they brought him back in a Dragon Ball uh, Super uh, movie, which is actually created by the original creator of Dragon Ball Z. So now he's done so well that they've made him part of the creator's you know, portfolio, which I thought was pretty cool, but they did it in kind of a way, I'm an OG Broly fan. They did it in a way where it was kind of like a multiverse type of a situation. It was as if they were introducing him for the first uh, time, and they pretty much re- rewrote his whole uh, his whole uh, past, all the character, all the dialogue. They rewrote everything, and initially, I hated it. The new Broly uh, movie because they just took what I loved about him and they changed everything. And I was like, well, you know what? Come on, man. But the more I've rewatched it i actually do enjoy it more um yeah but new broly still doesn't do it like old broly does that's all i can say (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that's fair um you mentioned someone start oh sorry sorry, sorry, no no your question's way better than mine go for it (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned all these movies i think you said what 13 or 14 movies 13 movies i think you mentioned five or six series yep. uh, on top of uh, a manga that you said is out there. Are, and I'm sure there's tons of other, like if there's already all these games, how does someone who's maybe interested in, in Broly or, or just the story arc of Dragon Ball so far, how, how do they start? That sounds like an overwhelming kind of pile to dig through. Yeah. I mean, like that's the classic like anime question though. If you look at any of the major franchises like one piece naruto inuyasha dragon ball it's pretty intimidating with the amount of content and things to digest i would say start from dragon ball episode one watch all of dragon ball you take a break please love god you take a break (laughs) and then (laughs) there's dragon ball movies as well those are great i'd watch all those and then start dragon ball z and then what's interesting is that all the movies kind of slot into a different point in where the anime actually uh, is, as a lot of anime uh, movies uh, do. So you can watch the first like 20 episodes, then watch movie one, then the next 20 episodes, movie two, and so on and so forth. So I've never actually watched it in that way. I watched all the show and then I watched all the movies, but I would, but I really want to watch it in the proper order of when it uh, came out. I think that would be a fun, but for a new person, Dragon Ball episode one. 
There's got to be a website out there too. I know they have this with like Marvel, uh, the MCU, but that that tells you kind of like the chronological order. So not necessarily the way that they came out, because as I'm sure many people know, the Marvel universe is all over the place, but but the actual chronological like way to watch it, I'm sure that's out there somewhere. It's got to be. Um I would I would be interested in doing that too because I started with Dragon Ball Z and I feel like I I really like it but I I like to do things from the beginning I I don't like and it's it's one of the main reasons I've never gotten into Doctor Who even though I really want to I like to start <laughs> things from the beginning and with an anime like that like you were saying it's very overwhelming because it's been years I mean you were watching it as a as a child and what was that like 20 years ago that you started watching this show? Maybe 21 uh, or 22 years ago, maybe. That's huge. <laughs> it's, it's like the Pokemon, right? Like you you look back and see how many seasons and different regions and everything that they've done. And it's very, very overwhelming. <laughs> you really do kind of have to break it down into pieces. Like you said, like watch Dragon Ball and then take a break. Watch a movie, take a break. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's difficult to get into these long running shows for sure. Yeah, like One Piece is a show that all my friends, they love. They say it's the greatest thing ever, best show they've ever watched. They cry, they yell, they scream, they're angry. All the emotions they get from watching this. And I remember, God, it's probably like 12 years ago. They, they were probably around episode maybe 200 at the time 250 and i was like oh my god that's so much i can't catch up i can't possibly now they're on episode over 1000 and all my friends are still like "Whoa, did you see the most recent episode bro it's so good <laughs> no i didn't unfortunately because it's too damn long <laughs> <laughs> but i but i'm sure it's a great show i'm sure that it's amazing i'm sure that i would love it but it's like do i want to watch that one show with a thousand plus episodes or do i want to watch 100 animes with 100 episodes or 10 sorry bad math <laughs> <laughs> right and i would go to watch more anime than watch just one that's really uh, good because there's lots that i really uh, like like black cat is one that i forgot about and just stumbled on it and i was like wow i really like this anime and it just brought back all the uh, feels of it and it's one that's not too long either i forget it's in the 20s or 30s episodes i think please don't quote me on that but great <laughs> anime and are are animes normally around like a like a 30 minute mark or are there longer ones out there or like is that a silly question i don't know <laughs> well it's kind of all over the place they're generally 20 minutes because made for uh tv watching right with commercial right. and stuff like that but some of them they do run 30 minutes 40 minutes up to an hour um oh, okay yeah there's quite a few that are at the 40 to 45 as well which right. are really good yeah it's it's interesting these days because i mean now they don't we don't have commercials or anything like that really for all of the the streaming services and stuff like that so um i mean i've watched a few anime through like netflix and crunchy roll and, and everything like that but i'm definitely not an expert in <laughs> in the topic what do you like um i'm kind of all over the place i mean i love i love you know totoro and howl's moving castle 
Um, I watched The Great Pretender. I watched Japan Sinks 2020. Um, oh, I watched this one and I can never. Oh, The Promised Neverland. I watched the first season of that and I really, really liked it. And it was all that was on Netflix. And then I've just found out recently that I think there's like two or three seasons of it. So I kind of want to get back into that. Um, And Attack on Titan, uh, which I actually found a really, really cool blanket at a thrift store uh, this past weekend. I I found three Attack on Titan things in thrift stores. And every time I find one, I am super shocked because it's not something that I see or hear about very often. So anyways, I got this really big blanket. I think it had uh, it had Aaron Mikasa and um, Armin on it, and it was like six bucks. And I was just like, I think I like yelled across the store to the person <laughs> that I was with to be like, "Look what I found!" And the like the employees were staring at me, and it was kind of embarrassing, <laughs> but also just so exciting. Well, that actually um, brings up a really good question um, because. Uh, as, as you bring up, having uh, clothes and different kind of products based on an anime is, is a great way to market it to a, to a mass audience. And I noticed you held up your Broly figurine earlier. Um, I, I know you are known as the great collector. So uh, do you collect other Dragon Ball things? Like, like what, have you, what, what do you collect in terms of that? Great question. Yeah, I pretty much collect everything that has my boy on it. Broly. Um, I have figures. I have Funkos. I have graded cards from PSA and BGS as well. Um, pretty much anything that's rare and has uh, Broly on it, I want it. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of my number one on the Dragon Ball side of things. I also collect a lot of the video games as well. I have some for GameCube, PlayStation, Wii, Xbox, you name it. I got it probably. Um, big fan of that stuff anything with dragon ball in it is my thing i also collect a lot of pokemon cards uh vhs's uh, sealed as well and uh, really a lot of stuff <laughs> can i have you explain just for people listening who might not know what it is but what is grading and psa and the other one that you said just because i only recently learned about all that stuff so i can imagine that there are many people out there that i've you probably said it and they were like uh, what <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough fair enough i always forget that not everyone's a nerd like me <laughs> but yeah grading so card grading pretty much what you're doing is when you open up a card pack there sometimes are factory issues with the printing of it be it the cutting or the surface or the edges or the centering of what the uh, of what the uh, card is so what a grading service uh, does is they take a card and they will go over the four parameters which are the surface the edging the centering and the corners and they'll grade it on a scale of one up to ten on all four of those if all four of those are a perfect a 10 then they'll give it a grade of a 10 obviously and so on and so forth so obviously the value of a 10 versus the value of a nine is a big jump because there's lots of nines out there pretty much if you open up a pack of cards generally unless they really messed up on the print run if it's pack fresh sleeve it right away top load it in a hard uh, plastic and send it off 
generally that's going to be at least a nine minimum. But if it's actually a perfect factory uh, cut as well and no errors, uh, print lines or anything uh, like that, then you get a 10 grade, which the value is obviously a lot more because there's uh, less of them. So it's more or less just a supply and a demand type of a situation where if there's a very popular uh, card and let's say it's hard to get a 10 in that card and it's hard to uh, pull that card as well, then the price is generally going to be quite high because a lot of people want that uh, card. Like let's say if it's a rare, you know, Broly card, um, he's a popular uh, guy. And if let's say 99% of them are in a nine or a less then that 1% that are in a perfect uh, 10, everyone is trying to chase that. And it's more or less just cash over cash over cash of people just trying to uh, buy it up. So Grading is kind of a great way to get your collection, one, verified, and two, quality uh, checked to make sure that it's the real thing and that it's a good copy of the real thing. And that will increase what your value is exponentially. And it's it also just feels a lot uh, better to hold a graded, a, a graded a slab versus a cardboard a piece, which pretty much all cards are. And you mentioned PSA and another one. So those are the places that you send them to get graded. Yeah, so PSA and Beckett are the top two. Um, there's tons of others, but I generally I only send my cards to those two just because I like the slabs a lot more. The quality is higher up, and they're bigger brand names. I wouldn't want to send a rare card to a newer grading uh, service just because I want that you know prestige of those two, Beckett and PSA. Okay. And do you have any, do you have graded Broly cards in your collection? Have you answered this? Did I miss it? Or what do you think? I mean, I'm going to say yes, but... He said he's got two graded ones, but he didn't tell us what grade they are. Ah, okay. I missed that part because I probably hooked onto the, I wanted to go back to have him explain that what PSA is. <laughs> so what are the grades then? I have, geez, great question. With just my Broly cards? I have a lot yes. of Pokemon as well, but Broly, I think I have five tens and two nine point fives. Five oh. tens. <laughs> I was off. That's huge. That's amazing. <laughs> How many statues do you have of Broly? I mean, you showed us the one. <laughs> Figures? I have um, seven or eight, I think, total, but they vary in sizing as well. I have some that are finger size. I have some that are like 20 inches and above and some that are kind of in the middle of that range, but I don't have enough is, is the short <laughs> answer. <laughs> so there's, there's nine dragon balls, right? Or no. 10. One more guess. How many are there? Seven. Oh, seven. seven. You got it. Seven. Dragon seven. Balls, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So say in the course of your collecting, you come across the Dragon Balls, okay, and you manage to collect all seven. And, and Shenron the Dragon pops out and asks you what you wish for. What do you wish for? Good question. Oh, I never thought about this. Boom, boom, You've boom. never thought about this? I mean, there's lots of things that I would choose, but the one wish. The one wish. 
Can you wish for a hundred more wishes? Yeah. <laughs> no, you cannot. Has no. anyone tried in the series? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I can't remember. I think maybe Oolong did. He's a little <laughs> a pig guy. Um, <laughs> what would I wish for? I would. <sighs> That's a huge question. That's, That's putting question, you on the spot man. for I sure. That question. I would probably ask for all the powers of Broly. So I could pretty much do anything at that stage, in my estimation. <laughs> what if you ask for all the power of Broly plus one power? And I'm stronger like, than Broly. He's 10,000 and you're 10,001. <laughs> he was uh, born with the power level of 10,000. At his apex, Ted, he was very, very, very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. I've got some rapid fire uh, questions for you if you want to kind of try it out a little who would win between two characters how quickly uh do i have to answer just so i know the uh the rules oh first gut reaction it doesn't have okay. to be like i'm not timing you but gut reaction on these yep okay so let's go uh chi chi versus bulma 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 okay uh let's say android 17 versus android 18 android 17 okay all right uh your boy broly versus frieza Broly. Broly? Okay. Piccolo versus Pickon. Uh probably oh probably Piccolo. Piccolo. Sorry, I had to. All depends on what time era. That's why I'm kinda of, okay, yeah, keep going. Okay, Ox King answer. versus King Yemma. King Yama. King Yama. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's pretty fair. He's giant. Boo versus evil evil boo. 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 Okay. Uh, how about Super Boo versus Kid Boo? Kid Boo. Kid Boo. Okay. Uh, and then I've got one here. Poor versus Oolong. Oolong. <laughs> Oolong. Yeah. Okay. So the the two big ones: Goku versus Vegeta. Oh, stumped. I actually don't know what to say. Um, probably Goku. Okay, all right. And here's here's one that's even a little bit harder. Vegito versus Gogeta. Technically, Gogeta. So I'm going to say Gogeta. Okay, nice, that's a, nice. That's the most powerful of the fusions. Nice. That yep. says nice. Well done. That was good. That was quick, actually. Only one really stumped you. Goku yeah, what, what did you have to consider between Goku and Vegeta? Well, like... Pretty much all the show, all the franchises is a struggle between those two and who is more powerful. Goku is kind of lackadaisical about, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. I just want to train and fight the strongest of people where Vegeta's like, I want to be Goku. And that's how he gets stronger and stronger and stronger because Goku is going around just fighting everyone. He's getting more powerful and Vegeta, that's what fuels his power. So it really all depends on when they do fight. If, let's say, right after Goku fought someone else and Vegeta watched that fight, I think he would have the fortitude and power to beat him in that moment. But if it's not a case like that, I think that Goku would beat Vegeta. Nice. Now, if if you had to invent, let's just kind of flip it on its head. If you had to invent a fight that would be in, you know, the next movie or the next Dragon Ball series of, you know, two of your favorite characters. Who would you want to see showdown? Who do you think would be the most epic battle? Are we talking 
across Dragon Ball and Z and uh, Super and GT. Yeah, oh. some sort of conceivable universe where anyone could fight anyone. Oh, what would be cool to see? I would like to see Broly at his apex, scaled for inflation, of course, against, uh, against. let's do Kid Boo. Master Roshi? Oh, no. No, not Master Roshi. <laughs> 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 kind of, not really. <laughs> he just ran away, but <laughs> I would do Kid Boo, Kid Boo versus Broly, yeah. Lock that in. That would be epic. That would yeah. be epic. Those two are legends. Oh man, I don't know Kid Boo. See, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go back. I feel That's... like I gotta go back. Is Kid Boo in Dragon Ball? He's in. He's Z. the last uh, villain in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, in Dragon Ball Z. So Very... I'm on the right track. I just gotta get back into watching it. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot to grind through. I think there's 200 and some odd episodes. I remember oh my gosh, correctly. I think I'm only on like episode 20. If that. Get a way to go. Oh boy. Where can people find Dragon Ball? Where do we find it? Where do we watch it? Um, I watch it on Crunchyroll. Um, I also collect the media of it. So I collect the VHSs and the DVDs just for my own personal collection. But uh, Crunchyroll, you can watch it on there. Crunchyroll is amazing, actually. I recently got it and there is just a massive amount of content on there. Like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> They've been going forever, too. Like, I remember even back when I was in grade school, Crunchyroll was a thing. Like, right, right when YouTube had just started out, there was Crunchyroll was right there afterwards. Yeah. They came out, and now they're actually creating their own custom uh, content now. So what yeah. they did is they partnered up with a lot of the Korean animation uh, studios and they're creating old manguas in uh anime for the uh, first time and it's a crunchy roll exclusive so that's kind of neat there's been some really uh, good ones like that they've done like a tower of god shout out to tower amazing tower of god oh, nice. see i thought crunchy roll was like a recent thing this is how in the dark i've been about all this stuff they recently became bigger but I remember, like they were the they were the one that you went to to watch shows that were just coming out. But I I, I was too young to do subscription services. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we've always been. Uh, I'm very wary of making online payments for anything. So getting me to pay for anything online is no good. So <laughs> yeah, Crunchyroll didn't make it to me. But uh, recently, my girlfriend has Crunchyroll because she's an anime fiend. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to get back into I'm going to start with Dragon Ball because I love the cute animation style of the 80s. I love the, uh, you know, opaque colors and everything's like geometric shapes and uh, the cheap animation of still frame characters with their mouths moving. <laughs> Have you ever watched Akira by chance? Um, I, th- I know I've seen clips because I studied it uh, for a little bit in school, but I've never watched it end to end, to be honest. You would love it. That's right up your alley, I think, based on what you just uh, said there. It has that old, I think it might have come out in the 80s or 90s, but it's, in my opinion, probably in my top five best anime movies of all time. Well, we might have to get together in a VR uh, theater and watch that sometime. Let's do it, buddy. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm down. Fantastic. Well, is there anything 
else that you want to talk about regarding Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z? Why should people watch it? Like, if why? Why should people watch it? Why should people get into it? What is, in your opinion, why is it the thing that people it's should... It's the best one, you know? <laughs> For me, it's the best one because of nostalgia. It's just a nostalgia thing for me. Do I think there are other more recent animes that are probably better uh, written? Yeah, I do. But for me, it's a nostalgia factor. I watch it and it gives me a feeling like nothing else that does. I recently, not recently, like maybe like a year or two ago, I hadn't watched the Broly uh, movie in a few years, call it five years or something. And I watched it and I still had chills on my arm. And it just gave me that, that whole uh, feeling of I remember the first time I watched this and I feel like that right now. And, and for me, every time I watch it, it brings me back to that uh, place. So for me, it's a nostalgia factor. Um, and I love the fights. <laughs> <laughs> it is very action packed. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, is there any, are there any other questions, Ted, that you had or, uh, no, I, I'm just excited about, you know, going to watch this. And he's, he's really sold me on it. I know it's kind of, uh, it's definitely made me want to actually, when we log off here, maybe put on the next episode. <laughs> um, before we say goodbye, uh, the great collector, are, is there anything that you would like to plug for yourself? Uh, social media, anything like that? Now is your time to promote yourself. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's my time. Yeah, so I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of reselling and flipping of collectibles. I sell on eBay under the name The Great Collector 1. I also sell on Whatnot under the name The Great Collector. And I am on Instagram under the name The, the Great Collector 01. <laughs> As you can see, all the other ones were taken. I just wanted The Great Collector for all of them. That's the best I got. So on whatnot, I'm the great collector. On eBay, I'm the great collector one, and on Instagram, I'm the great collector zero one. I pretty much uh, flip anything that is anime, card, comic book, collectible, electronic, kind of related. Um, I do a lot of manga as well. Uh, yeah, I more or less just go out, buy big collections, keep my favorites, and sell the rest to buy more uh, Broly stuff. But. <laughs> So that's not to be confused mind. with the guy who collects storm drains, who calls himself the great collector, and uh, also not to be confused with the guy who collects cheese shredders, who calls himself the greater collector. <laughs> that's right. I'm just the great. Just the great. The oh, great my God. But and yeah. for our listeners, we will we'll add your social media links into the description uh, for this episode as well, just so that you're easier to find for them if they would like that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you very much come on by i'm probably probably going to do a manga auction and anime auction in the next week or two on whatnot so catch me on there for some sweet deals well you might have to do that again in another few weeks after this episode comes out <laughs> maybe i will <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us um I mean, I, I know that I appreciate the fact that you stepped in for us um, and we'll definitely have to have you back to talk about something else. I mean, I wasn't the first choice, but I was happy to come around. <laughs> hey, it's not it has nothing to do with being first. It's just the list of people that we got <laughs> first in our hearts always. <laughs> 
You've been listening to the Nerdy Thoughts Podcast. Your hosts today were Mimi Q.U. and Ted Linden. Music and production for the Nerdy Thoughts Podcast is by Black Bear Sound Productions. Find us on our socials at Nerdy Thoughts Cast and tune in next time for another great interview with another big fan. Who knows? Maybe you'll find your new fandom. <laughs>